Uh, I'm going to take us to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 16 through to 18. It's really been kind of the anchor. This is what we call our anchor scripture around here. Uh, this is this piece of scripture that we've been examining now for the past seven weeks. And it says this, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 16 to 18 says this, Therefore, we do not give up. And I love that Paul puts a period right there. Because we need to know that, like we need to stop there. And this is really what I want to focus on for the remainder of our time together. But Paul says, therefore we do not give up, even though, even though our outer person is being destroyed, our inner person is being renewed day by day. For our momentary light affliction is producing for us an absolutely incomparable eternal weight of glory. So we don't focus on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. One more scripture that I think Paul highlights this truth, therefore we do not give up. It's found in Galatians chapter nine, uh, chapter six, verses nine through 10. This is the ESV version I'm gonna read from. One of my favorite scriptures, one of my most favorite scriptures in the Bible, and there's a lot of them. Pretty much the Bible's my favorite scripture. But anyways, and it says this, and let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. So today, as we continue on in our series, How to Survive a Pandemic, I want to speak to you from the subject, long-haul living. Long-haul living, as we look at the decisions we must make in order to persevere through moments of hardship and affliction. Will you pray with me just one more time this morning? Jesus, we love you. I thank you for every single person that has stepped foot into the digital campus. God, I thank you that you can move anywhere. That your spirit cannot be boxed in. And so we can experience your presence in our living rooms and in our kitchens and in our dining rooms and our bedrooms and our cubicles and in our cars. We can be changed right where we are at. That you literally, as Pastor Andrew said a moment ago, you will meet us right where we are at. And so God, would you do so right now? Meet us, change us, transform us, make us new. May your word come alive to us today in Jesus' mighty name. Come on, and everybody shout it. Amen and amen. Here's a question that I've heard multiple times now. We are many months into this whole pandemic issue. And uh, one question that I've heard multiple, multiple times from people is this question right here. When will this end? I'm sick of the question. When will this end? My kids ask me, hey, Dad, when is this going to end? As if I know, right? Dad, when is this going to stop? When are we going to be out of this? And, and if I'm honest, it's a question I've asked. It's a question that you've probably asked. It's a question that all of us have asked at one point or another. When will this end? And I have to be honest. The answer 10 out of 10 times is I don't know. It's I don't know. If you need a hashtag this morning, hashtag I don't know. I don't know. And the problem that many of us face is that I, I don't know tends to be the driving force behind some of our greatest frustrations and anxiety and doubt. And as Paul would address, weariness. How many of you agree with me today that the answer I don't know is probably one of the most frustrating answers you can receive? But here's the other thing that I've come to realize about I don't know. It can also be one of the most confident answers that you give. I think some of the strongest people are people who can answer, I don't know, but still get on with life. And I think that's the issue that we have to contend with, how to survive a pandemic. Come on, somebody. 
how to survive a pandemic. That's what we've been talking about. We haven't gone face to face with this issue and I just need us to stare it down today because the fact of the matter is, is we are still in this. We've been in this for a while now and if you ask me the question or if I ask you the question, when will this end? I want us to, with confidence, be able to say, I have no idea, but as for me and my house, we're gonna keep on serving the Lord. As for me and my house, we're gonna keep on walking forward. Why? Because I don't know, but there's something ahead of me. Something ahead of me. Here's the truth that I want us to, to wrestle with today in our minds and in our hearts. We tend to depend on certainty more than we should. We tend to depend on certainty more than we should. And I think it's great to start out with the end in mind. But if we're honest, keeping the end in mind is actually causing many of us to experience weariness on our journey. And if we're not careful, it is this internal dissonance that will cause us to not live the long haul life of faith that we've been called to live. I'm all for looking in the future. If you, if you could ask the team around here, I'm all about vision and I'm all about looking down the road. And if there's been a frustrating moment in this whole pandemic season that we've been in, it has messed up my ability to look down the road. Because at the end of the day, most of my answers are, I don't know. And for so many of us, this is where our frustration comes from. This is where our internal dissonance comes from. This is where we get really messed up and long haul living, the ability to live out my faith in the midst of any hardship and any type of thing that I'm facing, any light and momentary affliction, this idea that we've been focusing on, my ability to live out my life of faith for the long haul is dependent upon my ability to get comfortable with I don't know because the strong I don't know is based not on this reality Reality, but based on what God has said about some things. And so I've got to make some decisions. My hope today is that these few moments that we have together will encourage you to keep going. That these few moments will challenge us to reframe some of the things that maybe we've held on to that are no longer working. And that these few moments will equip us not to just make a run at things, but equip us to be the type of people that keep on going no matter what we are facing. So what I wanna do today is I wanna give us some handles or truths that we need to understand and assimilate in order to be the type of person that goes the long haul in this life of faith. To be able to say like Paul, I ran the race, I finished the race, and then he says this, I kept the faith. I kept it. Because how many of you agree with me, there's some things right now in our lives and in our world that could cause us to let go of my faith, to drop my faith, but like Paul, I can say, ah, uh -uh, I kept the faith. So I wanna work through a couple of these thoughts today. Here's the first one, the first truth that we need to grab a hold of is that we need to value consistency over intensity. We need to value consistency over intensity. Intensity is not bad, it's just not sustainable. Intensity is usually the product of a now mindset, whereas consistency is the product of a future mindset. Did you hear that today? That consistency is rather based upon this future mindset and, and where we get caught up in what is happening now, we're intense about the now, that's where we start to get weary. Too often we set our hearts and minds on what is right in front of us and, and what can be accomplished in the short term. And the reason that so many of us are frustrated with I don't know is because it's messed up our now. Come on, am I talking to anybody today? So can I just set some people free today? You do not have to accomplish 
earn, receive, and have everything you want now. Let's just pause there for a minute. Think about that statement for a second. For some of us, that could be absolutely freeing. For me, an A-type personality who wants it quick and wants it now and wants to climb and wants to do it, that's, that's a hard thing to wrestle with. But for many of us, the reason we're not gonna go the long haul is because we are so intense on what we want now that what is upon us is frustrating that process. We're not burnt out because of everything around us. We're burnt out because of what is driving us. Which is I want it now. I want him now. I want her now. I want that raise now. I want that accomplishment now. I want to receive now, now, now. Consistency helps us deal with what we are not getting now. We can go at everything we can with everything we've got. And in doing so, we will burn all of our energy, all of our faith, all of our ability to persevere in the first round of a fight that has many more rounds. So that's what happens. We do it. We go intense then when something pushes against that which we are intensely going for or there's some sort of dissonance or obstacle we face an even greater temptation to give up and give in. We make poor decisions, we lax on our character and integrity, and if not careful, we hit the wall at a thousand miles an hour. So we need to value consistency over intensity. If you wanna survive in this pandemic, you need to value, I need to value, we need to value consistency over intensity. Did you know it's okay to slow down? I'm preaching to myself, Jason, it is okay to slow down. That's hard for me. You have no idea how hard it is for me. <laughs> Can I say just another truth that'll set us free today? Not every day has to be the best day, but it doesn't have to be the worst day either. It can just be a day. How was your day today? I had a day. Long haul people are more concerned with consistency so that we can go for longer periods of time, for longer seasons in life. Here's what I found. Consistency is rooted in contentment. And this pandemic has busted up much of our contentment. See, if we wanna survive a pandemic, we must learn the beautiful art of being content. We read this verse a few weeks ago, Paul speaking about this very issue in Philippians chapter four, verses 12 through 13. This is the ESV version as well. He says this, I know how to be brought low and I know how to abound in any and every circumstance. I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. The secret is based upon contentment. He knows how to do all these things. I've learned this secret. Come to realize that some of our greatest moments of advancement, hear this, some of our greatest successes are not when I am moving with intensity, but rather living in contentment. When I find myself in a place of contentment and consistency, that's when doors open. That's when opportunity knocks, favors experience, and blessing flows. This is because when I'm consistent, I have the space to look around and see God working. When I'm intense, many times I'll miss him. I have this dog right now. I'm gonna have him for a while, I'm not getting rid of him, but I have this dog right now. He's a German short-haired pointer, and his main purpose in life, I think, is to smell everything. 
He's a, he's a bird dog. That's his, that's, it's, it's hardwired into him. So whenever I get him out on his leash, the first thing that happens is his head's down and he's sniffing and he's like this all the time. And he's just sniffing around, sniffing around. His head doesn't pick up. And, and I sometimes gotta get his attention because in his sniffing around with his nose to the ground, intensely sniffing, what's happening is he's missing everything else that's going around him and he's missing the commands that I'm trying to give him. And I've come to find out that many of us are like that German short hair pointer. We got our nose in the ground intensely looking for what we want to find and we miss so much of actually what God is trying to do and lead us in because our head's down. Our head's down. Here's what I found. Consistency is rooted in contentment. So if I can say it plainly, we gotta get content. I just gotta learn to be content. I mean, like in the, in the midst of a pandemic? Yeah. In the midst of a pandemic, can you be content? Can you sit in silence? Can you take one day and step back from time to, trying to accomplish everything? So many of us are burning with so much intensity that we're missing the beauty of the quiet. This message is built in and out of what I'm going through. We say this all the time around here at the well that we do not preach from a pulpit of perfection. So I'm not preaching something that I'm perfect at. I'm preaching something that I'm going through because I'm an intense person. Newsflash. So this, is, this is hard for me. But I'm learning something in it. Learning that God is moving when I'm stopping. I think for many of us, we've equated God's movements to our movements, and we've said to him, catch up. Failing to realize that he's the one who control. He's like, no, I won't catch up with you. You catch up with me. And many times the catch up involves stopping. Not moving, not trying, not pressing, not, not pushing, but sitting. Here's the second truth that we need, to, we need to grab a hold of today is that we need to desire truth over harmony. We need to desire truth over harmony. John chapter eight, verse 31 says this. Then Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, if you continue in my word, notice we said, if you continue in my word, if you continue in my word, if you continue in my word, you really are my disciples. You will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Many of us heard that scripture right before we were spanked. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> and the truth will set you free. I love this scripture. Tell me the truth. It was a statement I heard just recently from somebody who was asking my thoughts on something. They wanted me to speak into their life about something. Tell me the truth, and as I sat at this table with coffees in hand, I had the opportunity to tell truth to somebody who wanted to hear truth. And when I walked away from that conversation, I realized that there's less of those tables happening today. There are less tables of truth happening in our world today. There are less and less moments of two people sitting across from each other saying, let's talk truth. And as Jesus promises, truth sets us free. See, harmony many times is built off of false assumptions rather than concrete truth. 
And the problem is, is that many of us are searching for harmony and rejecting truth. And I've come to find that my strength during this moment, during this pandemic, the thing that we're moving through right now, the reason that I've been able to stand in the midst of many moments is because I have anchored my life and my heart and my mind and my family on some truth. Not just harmony. Tell me the truth. See, truth brings freedom. Too many times we exchange truth for harmony and we stay in bondage. We want it all to be nice, we want it to all be easy. Truth is being able to come to the table and say, I'm afraid. That's truth. Truth is coming to the table and saying, God, I'm angry. God, I'm doubting. God, I wanna give up. That's, that's truth. And if I stay in his word, his word will help me navigate through my personal truths as I come face to face with heavenly truth and that heavenly truth then transforms my truth and all of a sudden I have a greater stance to be in. I have a greater anchor to hold on to. Why? Because my internal truth has changed and aligned with a heavenly truth. And the truth shall set you free. See, God uses moments like this to help us see truth. And I believe those who grow the most and make, make it the longest are truth seekers. They're truth seekers. But let me help us out today. If you're gonna seek for truth, you must consider the source. <clears throat> you must consider the source, I have, I have sources in my life. First and foremost, this is my greatest source. Come on, somebody. Like, this is, the, this is my best source. But then I've got trusted people in my life, and I've got a team in my life, and I've got friends in my life, and I've got pastors in my life, and I've got counselors in my life, and we've got health coaches in our life. We've got all kinds of people in mine and Erica's life right now telling us some truth. Why? Because the truth sets me free. And that way, I can live through a pandemic. I can live through light momentary affliction. I can live out my life of faith. Why? Because the truth is setting me free. Now, I hope in this seventh week of how to survive a pandemic, if nothing else, I pray that you are on your couch right now, hyped up and ready to keep on going. Don't give up. Don't give in. Don't lose heart. Don't back down. Keep going. Keep believing. Keep pushing. Trust Jesus. We need to desire truth over harmony. See, to find truth, we have to go to that which is proofed truth. Don't just be headline readers only. Truth is in the content. And I think for a lot of us right now, we're getting our truth off of 140 characters in a picture. Versus going to that which was established by the very breath of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. The same word that put the stars into the sky. The same word that holds this universe in its motion. The same word that gives you and I identity and truth and purpose. The same word that keeps this 
mechanism known as my body moving in the way that it should. The same word that I can't even recognize at times because the beauty and the majesty of it is so great and so minute and so perfect. That same word is the very word who has placed promises over your life and over my life. It is that word that gives us truth and that truth sets us free. So we need to desire truth over harmony. This helps us live this long haul life of faith. There's the third and final one is that we need to see purpose over situation. We need to see purpose over situation. Luke chapter eight, verses 22 to 25 says this. One day he and his disciples got into a boat and he told them, let us cross over to the other side of the lake. I've read this scripture so many times. I've preached on this scripture so many times, but just to close out this message that I felt it was appropriate to just preach on it again. So they set out, and as they were sailing, he fell asleep. Then a fierce windstorm came down on the lake, and they were being swamped and were in danger. They came and woke him up saying, Master, Master, we're going to die. Then he got up and rebuked the wind and the raging waves. So they ceased, and there was a calm. And he said to them, where is your faith? They were fearful and amazed all at the same time, as you would be, asking one another, who then is this? He commands even the winds and the waves, and they obey him. This story right here always shakes me on the inside. First, because who has the gall to wake Jesus up? I've always wondered that. I'm like, man, his disciples, they're so familiar with him that they feel like, hey, we can just go wake up Jesus whenever he wants. I don't even like it when my kids wake me up. Second reality is simply this. How many of you understand that if Jesus is sleeping, I should be sleeping? And the problem is, is that many of us are not taking cues from Jesus. When he's sleeping, I should be sleeping. But the problem is, is when he's sleeping, I'm fretting. There's a lot in this scripture. See, the disciples lost sight of the focus. They were so concerned about their situation and surroundings that they had forgotten the purpose. And here was the purpose, a purpose that was attached to a promise. And watch what Jesus said, let us go to the other side. That was the promise. Let us go to the other side. I've shown a picture here in another message that I did, and I was looking over this picture the other day, and it it reminded me of this. And I I want us to see this picture again. We're gonna throw it up on the screen. Um, This is Michael Phelps in an Olympic race that he was in. This was for first place and second place. And I saw this picture, I preached it in a different message, but as I was looking at this picture the other day, this moment on the boat came to mind. And see, people who wanna go the long haul life of faith have to take this position right here. I just want you to see it because it happens to match our, our artwork, but like, just picture him as pandemic. This is the situation. This is the circumstance. Oh, come on, somebody. This is the problem 
right here. And the problem is focused on how it's gonna mess us up. And many of us have a tendency to turn and look at the problem that's trying to mess us up. But what I love about this picture right here is that Michael Phelps didn't look at the problem, he looked at the purpose. He didn't look at the situation, he looked at the finish line. And at the end of the day, if we're gonna fight this reality, if we're gonna be in the midst of a pandemic, if I'm gonna live a long haul life, I gotta keep my eyes on the purpose. I gotta stop looking at the problem. Can I tell you this? Here's the K-Love moment in this whole service. The problem is always gonna be there. Long haul, people of faith, learn how to look at situations, check this out, and see them as a part of the purpose rather than something positioned against the purpose. We're all looking at our problems wrong. Many of us are looking at them and saying, those problems are positioned against my purpose. But the truth is, is that Jesus said, hey, let's go to the other side. And the storm was simply a part of the journey. That's why Jesus slept. It's because Jesus knew this is a part of the journey. If I'm gonna cross the water in a boat, there may be a storm. If I'm going to walk out this life of faith, there may be a storm or two. There may be a few pandemics. There may be a few bumps in the road. There may be few hard situations. There may be some things where I am shook, but may I not be shaken. I might get pushed on, but may I not be pushed down. Why? Because I've got a promise that is so much bigger than the problem. i got a purpose that is so much bigger than the pandemic, and we're going to make it to the other side. Long haul, people of faith. Learn to sleep in the storms because we see the purpose over everything else. And I just want to encourage us today in this moment. We can do this. You can do this. Tonight, it's another worship night. And we're gonna gather outside in a parking lot of all places so that we can worship the one who is above the problem. So we can worship the one who is working in the midst of the problem. I'm so excited for tonight. I'm not just gonna worship, but we got a bunch of people who are gonna step into the waters of baptism as well. And I love it that in the midst of a pandemic, in the midst of a problem, in the midst of a situation. God is still working in people's lives. Newness is still being made. Freedom is still being found. Lives are still being changed. And tonight we get to celebrate. So many people go into the waters of baptism saying I'm going public with my faith. And what I love about that, it's in this moment, as people go public with their faith, they're simply shouting over the storm, my God is so much bigger than my storm. And that's what tonight's gonna all, all be about. But I guess it really comes down to this question. 
Are you able to trust Jesus? Are you able to walk with Jesus in the midst of a storm? For some of us right now, we've been rocked by these moments. It has shaken up every seeming foundation we've had in our lives. And so I wanna offer to you a different foundation. Not one built out of sand, but rather one that the Bible tells us is built on a rock. That rock is unshakable. Kingdom of heaven is unshakable. So right now in this moment, I wanna invite you into a relationship with Jesus. And here's the cool part, is that he already made the way. We just have to accept the gift. The Bible tells us that Jesus came, died, was buried and rose again so that you and I might have life and life to the fullest. So that you and I may have eternity. So that you and I would have something to look forward to beyond this light and momentary affliction. And that's really what it all comes down to. Like Paul says, back to the beginning of this entire series, therefore we do not give up even though our outer person is being destroyed, our inner person is being renewed day by day for our momentary light affliction is producing for us an absolutely incomparable, watch what he says, eternal weight of glory. And our outer position may be being battered and our outer position may be experiencing a storm, but we have an eternal position because of what Jesus did at the end of the day. And that is what it all comes down to in this moment. It does not matter what we are going through right now because we have a glory that is so much greater. We have a king that is so much greater. We have a place that is so much greater that is literally being prepared for us right now as we speak. This is not about religion. This is not about the four walls of a church. This is about you. It's about me. It's about Jesus and what he's done for me and what he's done for you. So we're going to pray a prayer right now. And I want to encourage you.